Hi friends, Nairi here. A word before the podcast, please listen through. This work is my passion, and it is picking up. Articles, streams, podcast appearances, consults on documentaries, major progress on my manuscript, and it merits my full attention. I want to work for you. Piecemeal freelance work is unpredictable and infrequent. And increasingly... This is needing to take priority over anything else. And book royalties ebb, as they have been recently. That's where you come in. Every little bit that you support here helps support me and keep me working for you. On Patreon, we're now at $724 a month with lots of stretch goals ahead. Physical rewards start at $800 a month, but if I got to $2,000 a month, I would be confident in my ability to support myself independently, housed, lights on, able to buy needed books, apps, and ad space, and make this my full-time focus, as it ought to be. So, if you enjoy my work, sign up today, patreon.com slash riversidewings, or subscribe at twitch.tv slash riversidewings. In a time when historical awareness is vitally critical to issues of current events, civic engagement, and more, your support will help me bring my professional training plus my passion as someone who started out in fandom before academe to the masses. So even as we read the novels, watch the movies, play the games, let's round out our appreciation of the real people, ideas, events, and more that go into making them. Let's understand where they fall short and better enjoy them where they soar. History is funnier, messier, stranger, more interconnected, and yes, gayer than you might have thought. So gather round. Let's explore and enjoy it together. Patreon.com slash Riverside Wings. Thanks again for your support. I love you all. Thank you for being the wind beneath my wings. This week on Friday Night History, the mantle of Hiraizumi, House Date of Sendai, and how it saw itself as an heir to a millennium of precedent. This episode of Friday Night History was recorded before a live Twitch audience at twitch.tv slash riversidewings. Can you hear them cheering? Subscribe to catch future recording sessions, gaming streams, and more. Please also consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash riversidewings. Your support makes all of this possible. Keep me working for you. Salutations, you fantastic denizens of the internet. This is Dr. Nairi A. Bakalian, and you are listening to Friday Night History, your favorite historical romp with your favorite history dyke. The Mantle of Hiraizumi. Magni et universalis sanctissimique totius orbis patris domini papa pauli quinquem, pedes cum profunda summis et reverentia osculando idate masamune in imperio japonico rex oshu suppliciter dicimus. To the great and universal father of the world, Lord Pope Paul V, I, date masamune, King of Oshu in the Empire of Japan, humbly kiss your feet and say as a supplicant. 
This is the beginning of Date Masamune's letter to Pope Paul V, in which he made diplomatic overtures on a request for trade and military aid. There was not to be anything beyond a token response, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to look at what Masamune called himself here. King of Olshu in the Empire of Japan. What's going on here? Why would he call himself this? Where does it come from? That's what we're here to talk about today, because the answer may surprise you. So let's start from this. Who was the first person that might be termed King of Olshu? Well, that would be the northern Fujiwara lords who ruled the north during the Heian era from their capital Hiraizumi. And where they draw their claim to primacy from was partly not Japanese at all. So what's going on over here, and who are the Amishi? Well, the Amishi are not a single people, but rather a number of peoples who lived in northern Honshu. As the Yamato court, what we now call the imperial family and its government, consolidated its control further and further north, it expanded into Emishi lands. Inasmuch as the early Yamato state tried to overwhelm the north by brute force, every time it did so, in Mimiho Young Proksawan's words, it was as though, quote, there rose a breakwater that sent wave after wave of Kenai pressure back up on itself. Its inhabitants and the Yamato court both knew this. The 8th century campaigns of Sakano Ue no Tamuramaro, famous for being one of the earliest people to hold the title of Shogun, were aimed at subjugating the Amishi peoples. Eventually, the court succeeded in extending clear, if tenuous, control northward into Amishi lands, and those Amishi who surrendered to the authority of the Yamato court became known to the court as Fushu, a word that means surrendered barbarians. But don't let the word fool you. The Fushu continued to re rebel against the Yamato domination, and in time, adapt their approach to aim for bids at maximum autonomy under nominal Yamato control. Leaders of the Fushu clans held the title of Fushu Cho, Fushu chief, granted by the Yamato court. Thus, the northern breakwater survived, albeit in a new guise, and the north retained some measure of self-determination by merging the authority of the court in recognizing the local authority. This began a tradition of balancing inside yet outside for the region vis-a-vis -vis its standing with the rest of Japan. The 10th century found northern Honshu only nominally under the court's control, so Fushu people of Emishi origin flooded the ranks of the provincial administration in what the Yamato court had named Mutsu, alternate reading Michi no Oku, beyond where the road ends. Instead of rebellion, the Fushu leaders accumulated increasing amounts of power under that government's nominal auspices. Under the Fujiwara of Hiraizumi, who came from and openly claimed Fushu descent, they reached the pinnacle of their political and military power during the 11th to 12th century peak of power of the semi-independent Hiraizumi domain. The northern Fujiwara family claimed heritage from two leading Fushu families, the Abe and the Kiyohara. It ruled from Hiraizumi, which, is, uh, which was a city in what's now modern Iwate Prefecture, it's now a town, for four generations. They were in the Kyoto court's orbit, had Japanese names, and ruled with imperial sanction, but they and their lands were ultimately not the same as other local rulers and lands in the archipelago. They were not touched by the Taira clan during its ascendancy and survived the Genpei Wars, 
that saw the Minamoto displace the Taira and establish the Kamakura Shogunate. Because the northern Fujiwara sheltered the first Shogun, Yoritomo's brother Yoshitsune, they bore the brunt of Yoritomo's wrath during the Bunji War, and it was then that the northern Fujiwara clan was crushed and its domains confiscated, but this still did not stop the north from being inside yet outside. Now, the northern Fujiwara made no secret of their heritage, and each successive generation of northern Fujiwara lords called themselves chief of barbarians in communications with the court. But the northern Fujiwara were also Yamato in origin. They claimed descent from the same venerable Fujiwara lineage that bore their contemporaries and predecessors who ran the imperial bureaucracy. And most notably, they are also known by the name of a county, Gun in Japanese, where they had a double-moated boundary post. Thus, Fujiwara no Yasuhira, the last northern Fujiwara lord, is also called Date no Yasuhira, after Date County, and the great wooden gate of Date. Date no Okido. But wait, I hear you ask. What about our Date? Is this the same family? Is that where the King of Oshu thing comes from? Ah! Our Date came to Oshu in the vanguard of Yoritomo's army and settled in Date County, from which it got its name. The precise origins of this Date family, later House Date of Sendai, are not as clear-cut as you might assume. But we'll save that for another week. Folks, it gets weird. Suffice it to say, they came up with the Kamakura forces from Hitachi province, where they were called the Isa family. And they stayed in the north, in Date County. And... In the centuries that ensued, as they grew and consolidated their power in the region, this Date family, as with many others in the region, as historian Irumada Nobuo observes, laid claim to the legacy of the northern Fujiwara in this region that was still inside but outside. But unlike others who laid claim to northern Fujiwara retainer lineage or other things of that sort, the Date saw themselves as the heirs of the northern Fujiwara themselves. And when the Date took over what became Sendai Domain, they took great care to preserve the sacred and historic places of the northern Fujiwara. Places like Chusonji and Motsuji temples in Hiraizumi, which are still around, and are now UNESCO World Heritage Sites. The Great Wooden Gate, the old double-moated barrier that protected the north, became the border crossing into Sendai Domain in the Edo period. Which brings us full circle to Date Masamune's letter to Pope Paul V. King of Oshu in the Empire of Japan. As Irumada argues, given what we know about how the delegation to Europe parsed Masamune's roots and claim to royal status, this was an intentional allusion to the northern Fujiwara on Masamune's part. In past weeks, we've looked at various aspects of Masamune's plans and hopes, and how he saw his domains, his place in Japan, and more. We saw how he aimed to position his new capital of Sendai as the new Luoyang. So, did he want to take over Japan? I don't know that he did. Was he actually descended from the northern Fujiwara? Probably not. 
But he was using the Northern Fujiwara legacy, laying claim to it, as a way of cementing his regional power in Northern Honshu, even internationally. Irumada calls this the Hiraizumi legend of Date. Date no Hiraizumi densetsu. To me, this is the missing piece from the discussions about the role of leadership that the House of Date took over the North during the Boshin War of 1868. Yes, several centuries later. Yes, it was the biggest domain in the region, too, but when we think of how the Date insisted on having the Northern Alliance's domains meet in Sendai Domain, and in initial drafts of the Alliance Charter, aimed to have the region obey its orders, thinking of the northern Fujiwara routes to which the Date laid claim helps that make a lot more sense. Otherwise, it seems odd that a domain that was impoverished in the wake of multiple decades of bad harvests, regardless of nominal size, would insist on such a central role and on command. In short, we need to understand House Date seeing itself as an heir to the northern Fujiwara in order to understand what it tried to do in the 17th century in Rome and what it did do in 1868 in leading the Northern Alliance. I'm Nairi, and this has been Friday Night History. Now, questions? Friday Night History is a weekly historical romp with me, your favorite history dyke, Dr. Nairi A. Bakalian. Our theme is Buga Blue, written by Craig Friedrich, performed by the U.S. Army Blues, and available royalty-free at pixabay.com music. This and more is made possible by listeners like you. To support Friday Night History and the rest of my work, sign up today at patreon.com slash riversidewings. And catch gaming, historical banter, and episode recordings. Keep me working for you full-time. You can find my audio fiction and other work for sale at riversidewings.itch.io and check out my novel at bit.ly slash ebook. That's all for this week of Friday Night History. Next week, Stumbling Over History, my encounter with Otsuka Yorimitsu, and the state of science education in 18th century Sendai. Hope to see you there. And remember, who you are and what lights your fire is worth fighting for. I'll see you around. <laughs>